and they kind of grew. They, as you chewed, it kind of got, got bigger. Bigger in your yeah. mouth. Which you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Wandering Works for Us. We are Shelly and Beth, a married couple living in Portugal and traveling the world. These are our stories. Boa noite, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Shelly. And I'm Beth. And today we're going to talk about spooky season. <laughs> spooky season in Portugal. And Halloween, of course, which includes Halloween. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It's really one of mine and Shelley's favorite times of year. We love October. We love spooky season. We love the trick-or-treaters. We love decorating our house. Yes. We spooky lights. love pumpkin ale. And haunted trails. So all of that is good. Scary programs on TV. And Hocus Pocus. Oh, yes. We love Hocus Pocus. And we got married in spooky season. We did. We did. We had our anniversary on October 22nd. So isn't it ironic that we moved to a country that doesn't have spooky season? It really is. It's kind of weird. Yeah. We figured out that we missed the leaves changing and gourds and pumpkins everywhere and all of that more than we thought we would this one of the big things we've missed so far and I think we were fooled also into thinking that we would see some of these things and we (laughs) didn't yes because there are fields of pumpkins pumpkins are everywhere being grown you can see them everywhere but they don't make pies with them they don't carve them No, there's no jack-o'-lanterns. No, they cook with them. There's pumpkin filling and a lot of the pastries. There's pumpkin soup. Pumpkin jam is really good. Yeah, pumpkin jam. So pumpkin is used a lot, but in a different way. And then in addition, what happened at the China store, Shelly? Well, Beth, (laughs) (laughs) at the China store, we happened to pop in to pick something up one day and all of their... The Halloween decorations were out. They had a, several aisles of decorations and costumes. Their front windows were decorated for Halloween. So we thought, hey, there would be Halloween here. Kids would trick-or-treat. Yeah. You know, may, dress up, whatever. Because we have been told so far leading up to Halloween that, no, we really didn't have Halloween here, but it's starting to creep in some. And we think maybe in the larger towns, maybe where there's more English, British, and American influences. Yeah, that maybe the kids do trick-or-treat, but that didn't happen here. No, we didn't have any trick-or-treaters. As a matter of fact, Halloween night was very quiet. It was. It was odd. It was very odd. And I think that in the elementary school that's just down the street from us, which goes up through fourth grade, I believe the fourth graders wore Halloween costumes on Halloween. But then they don't trick or treat. No. I think it was just fun to dress up or something. Yeah. But they do have a tradition here, which is kind of like trick or treating, but not really. <laughs> we, we were very confused about what we were supposed to have ready. So 
on the day after Halloween, which is All Saints Day, is also called Pau por Deus, which means bread for God. And it, it is, I don't think it's an ancient tradition because, well, it's about 300 years old, maybe. Well, so. it's, it was after the earthquake of 1755. Yeah, so the earthquake in 1755 made a giant tidal wave, which basically flooded the entire city. And then there were fires. And I mean, country, you mean? Well, I'm thinking Lisbon, sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah, it flooded the whole Lisbon area. And there were fires and buildings were destroyed. And so people were without bread for a while or anything to eat. So children would go through the town and knock on doors and ask, you know, for bread for God's sakes, basically, you know, will you please feed us? And so the next year, the kids kind of did it as a tradition to remember, be kind to one another, you know, help each other out. Give us free stuff, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and to remember the earthquake and and kind of, um, I don't know if honor it's the right word, but to commemorate what had happened. Yeah. And so now as a tradition on that morning, because All Saints Day is a national holiday, so schools are closed. So in the morning, the kids come around with their cute little bags that say, Pau por Deus, I have to think about what it's yeah. <laughs> and they, they they ask you for pau por deus and traditionally you would give out little cakes dried fruits nuts regular fruit anything that's basically ready to be given out this time of year things that are popular right but now since you know a lot of those traditions from america have started to creep in we hand out candy that day so well some people still do the buns the boish some yeah. people do those. But, uh, yeah, not very many, I don't think. You can go to the cafe and you can buy the, yeah, the little cakes. Mm-hmm. I think she called them bowlish. Oh. Not bowish. Bowish just kind of means good. I, don't, I might be oh. wrong about that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, we tried that. We got some to try them to see what they were like. And they were, they were like these little buns with dried fruit in them. So... And nuts. Uh, they were very good. They I were really good. I took much down on those. And they're not very sweet, but they, they were very tasty. They were. They were. I had asked the clerk down at the fruit market, what am I supposed to hand out to these children? And he gave me a bag of candy. <laughs> said, this will work. And so I paid for the candy. And we didn't hand out candy at all because nobody came to our door. We're kind of hidden in the back. So yeah, yeah. Nobody really knows we're here. But I did see some kids going down the street with their cute little bags and mm-hmm. kind of like a little small gang of children. And as Shelley said, this is on November 1st. And they evidently, the traditional time to go out is 9 a.m. to noon. So they do that and then they go home and have lunch. Eat their candy. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I didn't see anybody with like a big giant bag of candy. You know, in the United States, when you see the trick-or-treaters, they can, by the time they're at our door, they've got like a giant bag of full of candy and they're wanting you to put more and more in it. No, these kids just had a little bit. But yeah. they were so happy to be out just, you know, walking around with their little bags. Yeah. And the bread. and the bags are all the ones we saw. And the traditional bag is like a cloth uh, tote bag. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, the kids will decorate them themselves. The 
our the president of our town council went to the school and handed some out to all the kids. So um, I don't know if those said Sarah Del Rey on them. I'm not sure. I think one of them, might, there were two different kinds, and one of them might have said Sarah Del Rey, but the other, the bigger one said um, Pau Por Dios. Ah. So yeah, that's really cool. So we are going to be better prepared next year. I think so. We'll know what to expect, and we might even, like, hang out at our gate in the front so people will see us and we can hand out candy or something. Yeah. Yeah. This year we did decorate the apartment a little bit. We brought some cute little 3D bats that we hung on the walls, and we had a little cloth with a witch on it. We just brought a few things from home to decorate Anybody that knows us, back in Winston-Salem, our com- yard was completely full of stuff. Yes, lights, <laughs> lights everything. I yes. had so many Halloween lights in here, like nothing. Yeah. Well, even... we basically bought things that were, brought things that were flat. Yeah. Because they went in a suitcase. But even here, I didn't see very many, I didn't see any Halloween lights that were for sale. Mm-mm. So... Maybe in the future. Yeah. Maybe. We miss something like that on the one hand, and on the other hand, we don't want Portugal to change. No. So it's a conundrum. It is. It's a conundrum. Maybe maybe in the next few years when we go back to visit the United States, we can do it during October, and then, you know, I can get some pumpkin beer. <laughs> <laughs> miss pumpkin beer. Well, now we've got the craft brewer in caldish that supposedly made a batch oh well he hasn't posted it and i haven't had any pumpkin beer so we're gonna go check that out Mm. yeah you'll you'll make it dear i will okay so then on november 2nd the day after that although it is not a national holiday where people are, everybody is off work and school is out. It's actually a holiday called All Souls Day. Yes. And that's when families spend the day decorating the graves of their loved ones who have passed on. They take fresh flowers. The florist that's right next to us had been advertising stuff and making arrangements and stuff really for the last two or three weeks. weeks. She has been working nonstop. Yeah, sort of getting stuff ready for people to take to the graves. They have, sometimes it, it's a real candle, but there's also those candles that uh, have a battery in them, and some of those are put on the graves. And, and in reality, what really happens is, is a lot of it happens on November 1st when people are off from work. But it also happens on the 2nd. So was it that afternoon or was it November 3rd that we went? I think we ended up, I think we ended up there November 3rd because we, yeah, that the weather morning. was just bad. Oh, that's right. It was very windy. Yeah. So we walked down to the cemetery, our town cemetery, and it is beautiful. It's really a very pretty cemetery. And... So many of almost everyone, I guess. I don't think there were many that didn't have fresh flowers on them and maybe a candle and all of that. I think the only ones that didn't were really old. Like there's no left 
living relatives to go take care of the grave. Yeah. So or they're far away. It was very pretty. Tell them how the cemeteries are different here. Well, for one, I, well, I don't know if this is technically different, but each family has a plot, of course, but the plot is not side by side. It's kind of stacked deep. It's vertical. So you get vertical hole. And you're buried one on top of the other. Mm -hmm. And then most of the graves have this really nice marble sort of setting on top of it. And so they get a gravestone or sometimes they have a little box on top that people can put mementos and pictures and things of their loved ones inside to kind of remember who they are and what they liked. Mm -hmm. You know, It's almost like a little memory box. It's like a little memory box. It is so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have those on there, and then they'll put, like, a little placard of who it is. And almost all of them had pictures uh-huh. of the person. And, of course, they're writing and date of birth and date of death and everything on it, too. It's beautifully decorated. Like, they take care of these graves. Normally in the United States, you go to a cemetery. A lot of times, the place is not maintained very well. Or you've got somebody out there mowing grass, but nobody's out there putting, you know, flowers on the grave. The only time you see that kind of work done at a cemetery in the United States is when somebody just died mm-hmm. and all the flowers are left out there. Or sometimes relatives go like on Christmas. My mother used to, yeah, my mom and grandmother used, to, used to do that. Yeah, yeah, and decorate graves, but you don't see it. So I think it might be kind of like a celebration of the Day of the Dead where you honor your ancestors this way by going to put candles and flowers on there. And they're, the majority of them were fresh flowers. This oh, was yeah. fresh plants and flowers that were made. It wasn't those little silk flowers that, you know, fade in the light. You didn't see any of that out there. No, no, there weren't. And also there are some mausoleums, you know, they look like little houses and they are dedicated. It's dedicated to a certain family. So it may be if it were me, the Joyce family <laughs> or whatever. And then it's got places inside it where you can actually put the casket now you you look inside the door to either to the left or the right you're going to see the casket sitting there Mm -hmm. and they most of them can hold up to six i think yes six family members maybe eight if they put somebody on the floor yeah although i'd be afraid it would flood in there though although i would say that everyone who's doing that has been cremated so it's I don't think so. You don't? Those were full-size caskets. They were, but I a lot of people who are cremated and, and get buried, which I don't see the point of. But anyway, if they do that, they put it in a casket usually. I don't know. I so don't, I know that one that was really, really old. Yeah. Which no, it was obvious nobody had come back to take care of. And the and the and um, you have these lace cloths laid over the caskets that moths had eaten up and stuff i mean those boxes were old they were so they were i don't old. think they would have had they would have been cremated they are probably by now <laughs> but okay. no i think those are full bodies we won't get too deep into that um but nonetheless these little mausoleums they're so pretty and they're if you've been to europe you've seen them because they're all over europe and sometimes they are very elaborate and sometimes they're quite simple.
So, fall has been different here. It has. We don't really have deciduous trees where we are. I think they do up in the mountains, we've been told, that you can uh, go to more of central Portugal and see leaves turning and that kind of thing. But we haven't really seen that, and it's been a new experience it has but we got another holiday coming up next saturday <laughs> we do it is <laughs> sal martino day sal martino the day of chestnuts and wine <laughs> yes which i love that second part the wine part yes yes and it's also dried fruit and nuts other nuts besides chestnuts but last year when we were here apartment shopping we were staying in Caldas Terrania, right up the road, and we would walk down the streets, and they were putting up the Christmas lights, and there was Christmas displays already going on, and these guys on the side of the street with a cart that were roasting chestnuts, and they smelled so good. So good. And finally, we were like, we're going to try some. We're going to get some. You know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire and all that. I know. It's like the American dream <laughs> in Portugal. <laughs> but not really, no. <laughs> so we, we bought some. And we promptly ate a few and decided that we did not like chestnuts at all. <laughs> no. And lots of people love them, obviously, because they have vendors everywhere. But both of us found them to be kind of um, um, like mealy or something in your mouth. Yes, mealy. Yeah. And they kind of grew. They, As you chewed, it kind of got, got bigger. bigger in your yeah. mouth. Which, ew. Yeah, we did, we, <laughs> we did not like them. No, nonetheless, I was determined... That perhaps we had just gotten some, you know, not great ones. Yeah, because that first batch we got at the end of the night, the guy was packing up. Yeah, and so, so maybe we thought, we just, okay, yeah, we got to give this another shot. Yeah, so we tried them again. Nope. 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 They were the same. Yeah. yeah. So we love the smell of them. We love the... The, they're very pretty when they're being roasted. You know, we love all that, but we won't be eating them anymore. No. Yeah. We'll drink so the much. wine, though. Yes, we can drink the wine. Yes. And, well, there's a legend that goes along with this day. And I don't know what it has to do with chestnuts exactly or what. I know that chestnuts and the dried fruit and the other nuts and the wine, it's basically your last celebration of harvest. Right. They're Which celebrating is basically, the yeah, end what, of harvest. You know, Halloween is technically is the last harvest of the season. So this one's the last harvest here. So when we go to a festival, and hopefully we get to go to one next Saturday, I think we might have enough time to pop in to see what it's like. We'll get to experience that. But there's a story about Sal Martino. Sal Martino. Mm -hmm. It's that weird HL thing at the end <laughs> that we're still trying to figure out was uh coming back from a battle from somewhere and it was cold it was rainy and he comes across this beggar and this beggar is either naked or mostly naked he doesn't have any clothes he doesn't have any food he's he's in rough shape so sal martino or martin as he is known helps the beggar out he takes his cloak and he cuts it in half and he clothes the beggar and gives him some food and as it turns out the beggar is actually jesus 
in disguise and he has you know said hey you've helped me and therefore you will always be a saint or something like that now you should eat chestnuts you should eat chestnuts and drink wine and yeah i I wonder if part of what the martin gave him was chestnuts and wine maybe it was yeah that's what they had we're not sure we don't know we weren't there (laughs) (laughs) we were not that's the only legend that i've heard because i'm like what in the world is this i know so we're gonna uh check this uh festival out next saturday and we'll see how it goes and we'll report back to you Speaking of reporting back, last week we talked about how we volunteered for Festus back in August, the grand party here in town. And so last night we were invited to the town dinner that basically thanked everyone for volunteering their time for the Festus. And it was so sweet. It was great. So it was for all the volunteers. And the gentleman who had been in charge of the kitchen for Festus Festus, also did a lot of the cooking for last night. And food was excellent. And we sat with our neighbors and then another friend here in town and a new friend that we met. And it was really a great time. It It was a very sweet thing for them to do. It was. Last night we drank with locals. We did. <laughs> we did. We drank with locals. And it was just a nice wrap up to it. And they, I believe what they were doing, because it was all in Portuguese. So we understood snatches of it. But I, they were thanking everyone for, for their time. And I believe they said, if you want to see how much money we actually made for our football field kind of thing, it's all here. The accounting is all here on this paper, and they left it on the table for people to look at. Yeah. So it was very cool. Yeah. And I had the best ginger I've ever had. It was very... Someone brought homemade... Homemade <laughs> ginger. ginger. Oh, uh, my gosh. And it it was oh and for those of you that don't remember that from another podcast that we did that is a cherry liqueur that is made very well the stuff that's sold in the stores is made just down the road from us and you see cherry trees everywhere are grown for that and we had we've had it several times in fact we have a bottle in our cabinet but this homemade one was just so far superior. Far superior. It was so good. We, we are going to find out who made that. Yes. <laughs> so if you're listening out there and you made the ginger, yes. call please, me. Please let us know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it was it was a really nice dinner. It, it was, was. It was a very nice thing for them to do. Yeah. Yeah. So on our next podcast... Which is probably, this subject is probably going to end up being two podcasts because there's so much information. There's so much to talk about. But we are going to talk about our recent trip to Florence and Paris. Yes. And maybe our guest this week, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Will be a guest on our podcast because she's been to Florence too. She might have some insights. Yes. On, you know. 
the city and the trip. So we're going to try to get her to do a little speaking on the podcast. That'll be fun. Yes. And then coming up much later, of course, Christmas season is kicking off this next week with Sal Martino. So, yay! We'll get to see what the holidays are really like here. Yeah, and I've got lots of things on our calendar. The tree lighting and call dish, excuse me, the angel lighting. It's a big angel instead of a tree. The tree lighting here and Sarah. Um, There's markets. Lots of Christmas markets. I've yes. been noting them all on the calendar because we are going to do it all. We're going to be busy. We are. <laughs> so, so tune in next week to find out what we're doing. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And if you want to ask us any questions, we're on all socials. And as well as Shelly did put up a blog post, as usual, on our website. And you can read the blog post that goes along with it and see some pictures. Yes, see the pictures. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll... Talk to you next time. Boatard. Boatard. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. If you would like to reach out to us or ask questions, you can find us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can also follow us at our website, www.forus.com. That's www.f. O-R-U-S dot com. Hope to hear from you soon. Obrigada.